0: and gents what's good people it's reg it's stone and it's the day 15 of quarantine we're going through our greatest hits we're just trapped in the house hits you know it's gonna be an all house music set classics inner city
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> music for you to do your laundry to, to clean the house with Dude, uh, perhaps every- catch up on some puzzles
1: everybody's just gonna be a d nice now Everybody's just going to be <laughs> the D nights. I'm already seeing the imitators pop up. Anthony Hamilton's like, I'm going to do a concert tonight. Like everybody's trying to capture that, <laughs> that D nice energy.
0: <laughs> hey man, because it's 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 that's that's it. From that, it's, it's it's all by myself parties. That's that's it. All <laughs> by myself parties. It can be no fun, no nothing. It's just it it is. And I guess it, it's. It's interesting to see how we'll adapt because we will adapt. You know, I was just saying I don't know if I could take this any longer, but ultimately I will because as human beings we adapt. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what form you know week five week five takes. Dude, as far I, as
1: I'm done, yeah. fam, I'm done. I'm like <laughs> I'm about to like be socialized with everybody. Like I'm just like I'm. I'm fuck. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's be Cuomo. Cool,
0: though. <laughs> We're going to be out there in backroom back room meetings, you know, four or five people in a park in the corner. Is <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm this like I kind of miss nightlife on an abstract sense. Like, like I really would just walk into like a closet right now, there's a bar set up and the guy giving me drinks. <laughs> like, I just, I just miss the whole, like, you know, it's not even about the human contact. It's just the regular day-to-day workflow I kind of miss of just living my regular fucking life.
1: Oh, dude, no, I, I feel you. Like, I don't even go out
0: and i miss the nightlife. Play. Yeah, I know. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, <laughs> enough anyway. lamenting. It's it's a hundredth episode. I know, Despite right? Despite the apocalypse, this, we survived a hundred episodes. This we is a it. celebration. <laughs> it's a celebration. It's a buy yourself celebration. <laughs> We're out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm eating the finest of Trader Joe's treats. You know what I'm saying? Making myself a little bit of that three-buck chuck. You know what I'm saying? Easing back in my chair and embracing... The muscle and the celebration that is "Redstone" right one hundredth episode, uh,
1: dude. I, look, of all the shit going on in the world, this is the one thing that we can celebrate this week. We hit hundred episodes, two years, fam, two years, two years <laughs> of podcast. It's it's it
0: was it's. I remember two years ago, it, it was it was beautiful. You know what I am saying? That that was uh like actually no, that, yeah that was that was. I was going to say that was pre-climate change, but not really. That was that was pre-racism, <laughs> but not really. No, it was, it was no. still pretty shitty back then also, honestly. <laughs> so so I was just, I'm was i happy you survived this long period.
1: <laughs> and, 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 all right. And also, too, for the nerds, we stopped counting. Like we, this might be a miscount, right? We might be in 99, 98. I know you fools are going to go online and start going through each one of our episodes, but it doesn't matter. It's 100.
0: It's 100 today. It's, it's, it's I feel 100. You know what I'm saying? I will not let an age define me. You know, it's an arbitrary concept. I feel 100.
1: I don't want to see those DMs, fam. I do not want to see those DMs. Like, yo, it's actually 97 episodes. You skipped one.
0: February (laughs) 2019. You will not age me. I feel as young as I I I am as young as I feel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow So, uh, so yeah, you know, we were we we're going to have the whole thing Live show, celebrities roll up, you know, everything But everybody's quarantined, so uh.
0: Yes, it's the corona, you know what I'm saying? It's, it was fucked up, because, you know, like you said we were, just, we, were, we were just talking to D-Nice yesterday, you know, as a matter <laughs> of fact And we were just like, you know, maybe, you know, you could give us Oprah a call You know what I'm saying? Maybe get some Mark Zuck in the house you know, to balance out the party. But, you know, we'll make do with what we have. I mean, you know, if Elizabeth
1: Warren is going to mm-hmm. roll through a D-Nice set, then, you know, she could roll through a, a Red and Stone set, you know. Well, oh, absolutely, man. Why not?
0: I get, we, got, we got better snacks and I'll wear my future hat. <laughs> Done.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, one of the things we want to do is just kind of go through some of the you know, just reminisce, go through some of the, the, the trends that happened in the past two years, our favorite episodes, our least favorite episodes, just just kind of shoot the shit, man on uh, two years of Regin Stone
0: Yeah, and it's just like, you know, it's time for us to reflect be thankful, you know, and see, see, think about the good things we did, think about the bad things, you know, just, just, it's, it's, it's a time of solar return. There it is. Very, very boho. Oh, damn. Very done. boho. That's, yeah, see, there it is. There it no, is. I'm, I'm sorry. I, is Miss Badu on the line? Yeah, you know I'm saying, that somebody who's just <laughs> a video <Submitia> Roots album <laughs> <laughs> and who's been to way too many spoken word shows, I, I know the, I know how to speak boho.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right anyway let's get this started so um we started just throwing together some notes over the past week and uh i actually started looking at you know i, I talked to our data scientists and they crunched the numbers and they gave us our, our most popular episodes of all time and i'm actually kind of surprised most of them are very, fairly recent we're we're on the uptick fam Ooh
0: we got episode
1: 92 best albums of all of 2019 we got episode 94 boycott the grammys episode 95 yeah billy eilish is a traitor of our new (laughs) game and then episode 57 was uh, a r.i.p nipsey hustle and then uh r.i.p
0: still yeah and then
1: 82 is the crossover event the 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 greatest rappers of all time that we did that
0: was that was that was a marathon run a marathon <laughs> run of black men of black opinions all cramped in a room it, it it was like marathon barber shopping for anybody <laughs> who's out there who who, who misses <laughs> a whole bunch of dudes wax poetic on various hip hop and other socioeconomical things that's the prime episode. Uh, for me, honestly, that was my favorite. That, like, that, that was, it's something where, and I think the reason why we started this whole podcast, funny enough, is the idea of where me and Stone, besides working for each other professionally, besides being friends in real life, we would run into each other at parties and talk each other's head, heads up about whatever new music was popping. And that's how it kind of started. So just to have that kind of spirit and just be able to kind of get into a room and just talk it out, like that was fucking awesome
1: yo so that's you know, my favorite too and there's a couple of reasons why it's my favorite first off we actually had a fan reach out to us and say yo and shout out to Chris Chris is out here hopefully uh shelter in place but but shout out to Chris we have a fan shout to Chris reach out to me on LinkedIn the most hip-hop social media network of
0: all time <laughs> <laughs> fully fully full cred full cred more so than Myspace.
1: <laughs> but we had a fan reach out on LinkedIn, say, Yo, addictive podcast, been listening, quoting like lines and episodes, and I'm just like, Oh, I said that? Uh oh. Um So that was like the first like time I sat back and realized like, oh snap, people listen to this. And then that kind of rekindled a friendship and then also too. Um, yeah, we got invited to do this Basically it's like a cage match <laughs> It was like a WWE cage match Of a podcast episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> Locked in
1: <laughs> It was like
0: Eight <laughs> men in, one man out Yeah, it was like.
1: I mean, I don't know what the final Count was, but it was about what, like seven Eight people in there Yeah, uh, nah man <laughs> a, a, a
0: gamut of, we, t- we talked about Lecrae of all people
1: like, people throwing out the most random and absurd hip-hop opinions of all time. A boy, I, you know, and I forgot the dude's name, but just trolling everybody. Trying to troll oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Insane. It's, yeah, trying to troll me because I said, you know, Black Thoughts in my top five, but then he throws out Lecrae. Like, come on, son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're trying to give props, you know. There's space for everybody. There's definitely space for Christian hip hop, but whoa, Lecrae was random as shit. Uh, yeah, nah, man, that was my favorite. Like I said, it was it was it's whenever you have a chance to get together, and I think that's why we did the podcast. Like I said before, it's just you know, it's just the the joy, the joy, in debating our likes and dislikes in music. Uh, I mean, I I guess if that's our favorite, I guess our least favorite. I mean, I guess that first episode we discussed.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, it's a pilot episode. You know, I don't want to like, you know, mm. shit on it. <laughs>
0: the, oh, we love all our kids equally. You know, we love all our kids equally. But
1: you know, I think we're trying to find our footing. Did, did you say it was like two hours?
0: Yeah, it was two hours plus.
1: Yeah, it's like two that, hours that was, plus.
0: That 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 was the apocalypse now mega long version. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the the Zack Snyder cuts a <laughs> podcast yeah. there was explosions <laughs> there was there was a naked lady in it for some reason F- four or five car chases it, it had to be heavily edited down
1: we had no sense of like pacing you know we we're like oh like like 2 hours people love to hear us
0: talk oh absolutely they love our we love our voices everybody else wants to hear our voices for hours at <laughs> a time also obviously <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, that that's definitely Ooh. the least favorite one. I, and it's funny too. Like I haven't. I was actually going to like listen to it again, but I got too tired of scrolling all the way down. And I was like, Nah, nah I'm good.
0: <laughs> You're know, pointing to fingers. is they're tired. Like stop it. Stop the scroll. <laughs> anyway. But uh, you know those those are some of our episodes. But now we get to get my favorite part of this conversation: the trends, Ooh. the things that have happened the past two years. And as usual, we're gonna start off with the most positive topic that we have here. What's the most disappointing musical moment since we started the podcast? Oh, so yeah,
1: I I want to take this one, um, and I think you agree when Kanye announced that he was going to roll out all the good music albums. And that was, I guess that was 2019, right? That's 2019. That's first year of the podcast. And we're like, Oh snap. It's good Fridays all over again. Oh my goodness. Kanye is back.
0: And. And womp, definitely. Womp womp. All right. So here's the kicker though. I'll, I'm going to be fucking honest, right? So, I definitely understand the idea that MAGA Kanye turned us all off. We were just like, this guy sucks. It's, he's changed. I'll never listen to a Kanye song ever again. I never said that shit. <laughs> I would have listened to something. I was going to give him a chance if he gave me some heat. If he gave me some kind of like, all right, maybe, you know, Republicans have fire, fire fucking sample libraries. <laughs> Maybe something, you know, who knows? Give, give me an excuse. Show me how, show me a little bit of the old county. Give me a reason to like it. And it was interesting to kind of see, because I remember there was a word lead up, and he was doing all these, you know, he was on like like Instagram in April, kind of hyping it all up and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there was a lot of buildup. It didn't kind of, you know, even though some of those albums were very suddenly announced, I believe now was announced relatively late, but like, you know, it was a big lead up. And then when it came out, it was just, okay. I mean, the the highlight for me was Pusha T, but then you've got Pusha T, which is basically, you know, he's a God-tier MC who's Definitely, maybe we could make the argument, but he might not be at the height of his powers. He's definitely as close to, you know, he's definitely operating at an extremely high level. So that he could have mailed in. You know, this is a dude that raps over anything. So it was kind of weird to kind of have all this build up, all this hype, all this, I'm doing all these records. I've got Nas, you know, me and Cuddy are back together, yada, yada, yada. And have it to be a fucking dud. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and it's really sad, too. I mean, look, I, I actually don't think those albums were terrible. And I think the people who say it's they're like terrible, terrible are just colored by the whole Kanye Maga thing. I mean, I, I would say that the Kanye, the actual Kanye album, which everybody was expecting to kind of be the magnum opus of this whole thing, was not great. Right. But yeah, Daytona was was great. It was a great Pusha T album. Uh, Kitsiko's OK, you know, not bad. Um, even the Nas album, a lot of people shitted on, but I actually don't mind it. It's like not a really bad Nas album. You're not gonna get, <laughs> you know, it was written or whatever. Like you're not gonna get like classic Nas. But I didn't think it was that bad. You know, I I, I think I think I I listened to it and it grew on me, and it's like okay, cool. You know, really,
0: yes. All right, I, I, I'm gonna hate because I'll tell you what I what I did. All right, so. So, you have Nas, right? God to MC. What is Nas' biggest biggest Achilles heel over his career? is The fact of where his beat selection, uh, like he, he was somebody where, despite being a very, besides being one of the greatest MCs of all time, his beat selection could kind of go here and there. And it felt like that kind of resulted in a lot of mediocre albums, a lot of weird choices he's made. Um, it was kind of at least with him and Kanye. You, I I would hope that Kanye would give him a palette to kind of go nuts on, and it felt like like as if Kanye just kind of gave him like these like table scraps from the sessions. Like it's it didn't seem as well produced as Kids See Ghosts or as Daytona. It didn't seem that imaginative. It just kind of sounds like you know. They just kind of had a couple of beats. It almost sounded as if, let's say, they weren't in the same booth together. That makes any weird sense. As if, like, you know, he sent them, like, four or five MP3s. Some MP3s came back, and, yeah, these these are the songs we have. No, I,
1: I feel you. I feel you. Like, I'm not saying it was a great Nas nice album. I'm just saying, like, it was not as bad as I was expecting, right? Um You know, but yeah it, again just getting back to this whole project it was just super uneven like like Daytona you can tell that Kanye as a producer put his foot into it but for Kanye's own album the production was just not there it was just you could tell they were mastering it right before they they press <laughs> upload the sound to uh, Spotify you know um and just like the whole MAGA thing was not great, the whole rollout in like Wyoming was not great. So, yeah, you know, I, I I think you know, us as 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 journalists, as podcasters, we were super hyped up for this whole uh whole, whole rollout. It was going to give us content for like seven weeks, you know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was just very disappointing, and I feel like it's one of those things where where like Kanye can't even play that card again. He can't be like, I'm gonna get good music back again. We're gonna do it again for twenty twenty. Like I, I feel like people are not not gonna be about that. So
0: Oh yeah, that was his last. His last like boy cries, cries wolf. Woman, and and the thing is, like you know, it's something where I was disappointed with him personally, but I was at least willing to give it a listen professionally. You know, just as a music fan, because he did drop some classic albums. But it was kind of weird to kind of see such a low effort record come out of a guy who is usually very maximalist. So you know, true. <sighs> what? How sad was that? But anyway. So for us, that was definitely a surprise. But we also have the music music surprise on the podcast. For me, I'll just put it to you this way: the, the rise of Lizzo.
1: And I'm and not even mad. At
0: Lizzo's somebody I'm not mad where mad at she's that been. A, at all, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Like, but you have to look at it from my perspective, where you know, I remember, I remember back in my blogger years getting those Lizzo press releases about how she has, you know, this hip hop song that's kind of cute and kind of a little bit crossovery. You know, it was she was always a fantastic artist. She was always a grinder. So yeah. props to her as far as it's concerned. But to see her kind of hit this mega stadium fucking level in such a weird microcosm of time on some mega Bruno Mars shit has been fucking crazy.
1: Yeah. And you know, the most interesting thing is just I remember going down a Lizzo wormhole, and you know, I just basically press like play all on Lizzo on Spotify one one night on one day, and I'm just like, my goodness, she has hits after hits after hits, like stretching back from like 2015, 2016, and I'm just like, oh snap, this woman could be the next, right? But I was also just like, America's not gonna let that happen. You know, America's not going to let, like, a plus-size black woman be the face of pop music. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so I think, like, <laughs> I think, like, part of me was just like, oh, you know, I knew that she would be popular and famous, but I did just doubted, like, the, the machine um, that's behind, like, pop music, the music industry machine. Uh, I doubted them making her, like, you know, just elevating her to where she needs to be. And obviously that's not the case. So that's the most surprising like part to me, not so much the music. Cause I think she's always had the chops. I think it's just more of the fact that this actually happened, you know, like this is like, like she actually is there. She's actually a pop star. She's actually next to Taylor Swift and Beyonce and Rihanna in terms of just like notoriety, not, not so much, maybe like sales and things like that, and legendary status, but I'm just saying like, in terms of people know who know, who Lizzo is, right? Like like in terms of notoriety, in terms of like white girls in Iowa going crazy, <laughs> people know who Lizzo is, you know. And I think that I I can't be mad at that. I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at any of her success, and wish her well. Put put Lizzo yeah. in a bubble. She needs to be in a bubble.
0: Protect Lizzo at all Pre- costs. Protect Lizzo. <laughs> 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 Uh,
1: and then I, I have to say My biggest music surprise of the podcast Was um, Pusha's Take Down Drake Which I don't think anybody saw coming I remember when this was happening And Drake dropped like uh, A diss track In the way that Drake does right? And everybody was like oh snap Another Drake banger Drake just killed Pusha <laughs> Just like Drake killed Mick Mill Oh, Pusha's over and Pusha just went for the freaking jugular hard. I mean, I'm still, like, even when I when I talk about it, I'm still fascinated about just, like, the way that that track came down. You know, just, like, the way that, you know, Pusha, <laughs> you know, revealed the sun and, you know, the the, the, the cover art, like, all that stuff. And this is somebody who, like, you know, I, I generally like both Pusha and Drake. They're one of my, like, two of my favorite MCs. Um, but just as a fan of the game, to see such, like, lethal <laughs> force used, <laughs> you know? And it's like, you know, it, it always seems like like um, hip-hop beefs are almost like mafia beefs, right? Like, you know, you, you, you can hurt... Anybody in the crew, right? But you can't hurt the women and the kids.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and and look at Super Ugly. It was something where the big thing was that you really can't talk about like people's real life like like family-related type issues. Where the second you know, Jay-Z was there talking about leaving condoms on baby mother seats, it was seen as a tattoo for her. And it's kind of fascinating. I think in hindsight, what helped push her out is the fact of where A. Drake is the biggest pop star in the world. Period. So it was still a level of David versus Goliath, even though Pusha T is extremely formidable MC. You know, forgetting about skills is just a fact of where you've got this, you know, very popular hip-hop star going against a pop god. So I think it kind of enabled him where, you know, when he was going for those little means Achilles tendon slices, you know, that normally would have been seen kind of as dirty. It has kind of seemed as like efficient and just fucking just on point.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I think the most interesting part about this, this beef is it's not that it hasn't aged well, but like nothing shifted, right? Drake is still, for most, you know, for all intents and purposes, the king of hip-hop. And Pusha is still one of the greatest MCs, but, you know, he it's not like Pusha just came up and leveled up. And everybody, everybody knows who Pusha T is. Like, nothing changed, right? Um, you know, Drake took the L, and he's just like, I, I lost. It's cool. I'm going to move on. You know, there wasn't any more. Like, I guess there was a retaliation track that like, was shelved and sitting somewhere in Toronto right now and in, in the OVO vault. <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know. The,
0: with, with the nukes, <laughs> with, with all the nukes <laughs> to be used in the future, <laughs>
1: <laughs> with, with the nuke codes and this maple syrup r- reserves.
0: <laughs> exactly. If, if anything, if you can ever go to war with the U.S., they've got that there on deck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, no, I mean, but, but for the most part, like, like nothing has really changed per se in terms of like the scope of, of, of hip hop after that beef. But I, I just, again, just as a, as a fan of the game, it was just a joy to watch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we got next here. Ooh. Uh, favorite new music artist. So, yeah, this is a
0: fun category.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we try we try to do some new music for the peoples. We try to, uh, you know, we try to get out there and and talk about artists that you might not have heard about. And um, yeah, we want to profile them and kind of say, hey, like we're still talking about these guys. Uh, For me, it's like uh, Pink Sifu. Sifu? Shifu?
0: Pink Sifu? Sifu.
1: Yes. Uh, and, and, and Yves Tumor are my two favorite, like, artists, I think, over the podcast in terms of, like, artists that I start listening to and then, like, start following on social media. And, you know, I've been telling people about both of these artists. Uh, Pink Sifu is a hip-hop artist. Um, and Yves is, you know, basically industrial I don't even know what they call it anymore. Industrial artists, I guess. Um, but they're both kind of like really cool. And we both kind of really kind of got on both of these trains a little bit early on the podcast uh, for both of these artists. And, you know, like Pink Seafood is like popping up a lot of places now. Um, and Yves as well. Um, so, yeah, those are my my two favorite like uh, new music artists.
0: Yeah, for me, it's uh, similar. Like I, I love Pink Seafood. I love Yves. Uh, for my, my biggest, I think, I, where I've kind of learned to love is a Mac Homme. I mean, it's kind of like old hat now, you know, Griselda related, uh, just New York, New York, New, New York, wow, New Work, New Work-based MC, um, very stream of consciousness, very street, very funny wordplay, you know, a lot of interesting ideas as far as home creation is concerned, as far as the way he kind of does his career where, you know, he, nobody's ever really seen his face. You know his records could be free or cost 200 bucks. It's just a lot of interesting things happening there as an artist that kind of keeps me on my toes as a journalist. So uh props to him. Cool, cool.
1: You know what? I forgot one artist, and I believe you turned me on to this artist, sir. So I'm willing to credit oh, who, you. Who, who's this? Salt. Ah, good, good, good. I that's actually my number one. I, I completely forgot about Salt. Um, so yeah, Salt is we still don't know who they are. Like, it's been (laughs) over a year. (laughs) And we still have no idea who these artists are. Um, And we know it's, like, you know, Kid Sisters involved. It's a a production crew in London involved. um, But you hear everybody from Pharrell to Santigold to uh, Toon Yards to, like, whoever. So it's, like, this really interesting... Kind of album that's still like literally like completely under the radar for a lot of people, Um and yeah, like I remember, I believe you talked about a new music. If not, I I believe like maybe we talked about it off 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 air. But man, like I yeah, like, no. so, <laughs> I love that yeah, album.
0: That, <laughs> yeah, man. So, so both both the albums, five both and seven. Albums, yeah, there. yeah, both albums. So shots, shots to them. Uh, what else is there? biggest musical trend since we started the podcast. I don't know. I I threw on. Uh, I guess to me, the idea of people are kind of spinning again, like rap. People are rapping, and, and not to kind of say, and I hate the, the very old head. These young mumble rappers are keep on doing yada yada yada. There's always been fantastic MCs. There's always been a wide breadth of hip hop for people to kind of draw from and listen to. But I specific. I'm specifically talking about the idea of people like the baby, people like Megan Thee. You know, the first yeah. couple of Uzi Vert records. You know, I mean, yeah. on first records on his um, new album. You know, where the idea of like emceeing as a hard skill is coming back. Now, obviously, you're not getting the same, you know, multi-syllable, you know, the, the fifth verse bar references the 21st on this, you know, it's just the idea of what's like, look, I'm going to give you a strong 16 bars of rapidly rapping the way you would have heard in the cafeteria, you know, bouncing on a lunchroom table. That's what we're doing. It's kind of cool to kind of see, like, rappers embrace that and still make a lot of some money while doing it.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely.
0: And, and I think like it's very
1: interesting, too, just because um, not only you have like those rappers kind of like leveling up, I mean, those rappers kind of being out there, but you also have like, mumble rappers leveling up, right? Like you have Playboy Cardi, 21 Savage, you know, like those cats like actually putting out really decent rap products, right? Not boom bap hip hop, it's not return to, <laughs> you know, like like ninety five or whatever ninety four, but you actually see them kind of taking the craft of rap seriously and taking the craft of song selection and production seriously, and I think that's that's a credit to them. And you even see like two chains, you know, rapper go to the league, you know, um, the you know kind, of, I wouldn't even say elevating trap rap, but him kind of embracing more of that that kind of like rapidy rap sound. Um, but kind of making it his own. So, the past couple of years has been really interesting um, to see how um, the mumble rap or trap rap community is kind of like kind of maybe going back towards um, some of the fundamentals. So,
0: yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So yeah. So, um, and what else? Like, I kind of threw in, and it's more of a jokey joke. The the, the return of 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 countryfied hip hop. Which, originally, I was going to crack a joke about Yeehaw rap and everything else. But I'm going to upgrade it to the idea of where, I think for a minute, the South has kind of gotten its respect um, for a long time. Um, The idea of Atlanta, and just, just very distinct. But it's cool, going back to the idea of the baby, North Carolina. It's cool to see Megan, you know. It's cool to see all these other... Places kind of come up and kind of bring back this this idea of like a southern hip hop and also the country influence. That's all.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and 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 we can't talk about yeehaw rap without talking about your boy, Lil
0: Nas X, Lil the, the OG, the the, the 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 Black Dolly Parton. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rest in peace to Kenny Rogers. Yeah, we'll say
1: like R.I.P. Kenny Rogers, the OG, OG.
0: The OJ passed down. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny was on top like, Nas X has it. I can leave now. I can leave this mortal plane. <laughs> Someone is there to carry the mental.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, look, we all knew that like country and hip hop were going to converge. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. And Lil Nas X made it happen and made it become a sensation. Um, and like the most interesting thing is, I remember just being down south and and people talking about that way before it blew up nationally or internationally. I think it was embraced by like you know the trap rappers. It was embraced by that whole sound because uh, you know when you're down south. When you try to hit, get, reach the hip hop station, you you pass like five country stations, right? So, you know it's just all it's kind of intertwined in in this weird way down there. So, um, yeah, no, I mean you know like I we've already talked our your ear off about Lil Nas X, but we still can't be mad.
0: Yeah. And, and, and what I like about it and, and more importantly, what I like about Lil Nas X is the idea of he came at a time where and we've discussed this before, Lil Nas X, about how like there was a lot of swaggerjacking that a lot of pop culture was doing from hip hop just by the nature of like, you know, trap music and a lot of crossover where, you know, you had a lot of these hip hop DJ Mustard-esque identifiers popping up into country music where you would have like you know hi hats you'd have certain kind of you know drake type flows and the hooks so it was kind of cool to kind of have a black artist kind of rip that backwards and say all right cool you're gonna borrow a lot of a lot of this stuff from us we're gonna borrow this shit right back from you so it's you know it it was a cool little moment where usually it's the mainstream kind of stealing things it was a cool moment for i guess the underground to kind of steal something back from the mainstream let's just say
1: yeah true true
0: And what else I have here? I have another positive one: biggest fall off of an artist. And I don't know. This was, I mean, it, it's kind of weird. only reason why I put it on here is because a couple of tracks have, I guess, possible singles for Culture Two leaked. Migos. Remember when they were the best rap group in the world? Remember they were better than the Beatles, according to Donald Glover.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah, the Migos had like their little, their little like moment. Of fame for a bit, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you wonder is it like, is it a DOS effects moment where it's like, all right, cool, they were out there, they just kind of hit the, they, they, they people bit the style so much that it wasn't original anymore? Is it because they're kind of rapping a little bit less kind of listlessly where, you know, it felt like years ago, Quavo was like the best rapper clearly the breakout star and now is just like <laughs> he's so, he so he'd be barely raps on any of the songs it's 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 been interesting to kind of see these guys kind of define this weird pop lane where um, like almost like cuz if you think about it you had a lot of you had a lot of trap influenced tracks out there but the migos is where literally you had underground Atlanta hip hop songs going number 1 like that day started that lane directly, which is very trippy to look at in hindsight. Because even back, you know, let's say five, ten years ago, there were certain kind of concessions you had to make in hip hop, even in poppy hip hop to kind of cross over. It was the first time you saw like, like literally, I could have this little cheesy mixtape getting played in a strip club today, and eight months later, that same exact version, yeah. shitty demo, is out there, you know, number one next to fucking you know, Miley Cyrus.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and I think, like, the Migos are very interesting just because, first of all, I'm not going to count them out because, you know, Versace came out in, like, 2013, I think, 2012, 2013. And then they kind of, like, you know, everybody say like, where's the Migos? And then they popped up. You know, 2018, oh, yeah. Ag- 2019.
0: <laughs> Agreed. This is that. This is, this would be their second comeback because they did come out. They, they had a couple of stuff that didn't hit, and then out of nowhere, they just leveled up. So yeah, I, I would never count them out.
1: Yeah, you know. So I'm not, I'm not even going to be mad uh, if they pop up again. You know. I, 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 so I'm not going to count them out. I do have to say. I mean, I do think that with like with culture, like they kind of overstayed their welcome. I wouldn't say that their stuff was getting a little repetitive, but like people kind of knew what to expect when you come with Amigos album. And they kind of oversaturated things a little bit, you know, because you did have like the Migos album and then you had Quavo jumping on stuff and then Offset jumping on stuff and then like Takeoff jumping on, you know, it's like, so I, I think it just kind of got a little bit too much. And then also again, Oh God.
0: Think about it. If you had to, if you think about if you had to like do some on, you know, Kazaa shit and like get a Migos discography of all the guest verses and shit, that'd be fucking our days of music, dog. Days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. And, 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 you know, I, <laughs> and, and yeah, and, and, and too, like, you, we mentioned this before, you know, I feel like even the trap culture is shifting where it's kind of going back to kind of, I would say the fundamental to hip hop. And I don't think that that's a lane that Migos wants to play in or can play in right at this point. Um, so I think, you know, they like, I think the culture is kind of reshuffled. haha. <laughs> culture. The culture is reshuffled <laughs> a little bit <laughs> um, and, and shifted. And I feel like Migos is playing a little catch up. So, But, you know, again, I'm not going to count them out. Um, I do have to say that Quavo had one of the worst cameos of a TV show I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to spoil it for people, but it is the worst. (laughs) I almost turned off my TV. Like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, I mean, again, not going to count Migos out. But, yeah, you're right. You know, like, they they kind of have, have leveled off. I do have to say, though. Ray Shermer.
0: I thought they were going to be the Beatles. Oh, well, I, it's, I felt like uh, you kind of saw what was happening there. First of all, speaking of like Bloated, you had a triple album from them. True. True. And then I think secondly, they kind of suffered from it's like it's a, a lot of I don't want to put any names out there, but I, I have a secret suspicion that they were that they had a little issue of a lot of like we're going solo talk before they're ready to go solo, kind of. Yeah, that any more sense. That's true. Yeah, it's something. Whereas it's, it's like I I think they really work together in tandem. I think they're really good artists. I think you know I feel like who shot them out? Fucking the Weekends do. I'm had a little quick line shouting them out. I think there's still a presence there. It's just man, it's just that that was a lot of one time, and I, I think they kind of need to focus on the core. Yeah, kind of need to regroup, but yeah. you know. Anyway, bum, bum, bum. anyway, and on the last category, who is the most improved artist since we started this podcast? Ooh, that's a hard yeah.
1: one. So yeah,
0: I, I have mine. Mine is mine is a little bit of a hater comment, <laughs> but I feel like it comes from a place of love. <laughs> um, Jay Z, a- and uh, I think that. And I don't, you know, to bring up Jay Z in any kind of musical kind of conversation pertaining to hip hop is just asking for trouble, asking for debate, asking for yada, yada, yada. But the reason why I kind of specifically bring that out is because it's kind of cool seeing him find things to kind of rap about that seem to energize him. Um, obviously, that would be 444 about, you know, the whole. Infidelity kind of word, concept album with his wife, an album they had together, and also in a jail, like album where even though he's not, it's not his album per se, he's kind of playing Wingman, you know, on some Ray Ghost face type shit. And he's like stepping his bars up, like he's definitely bringing it back to the way Jay used to be. So it's kind of cool kind of seeing somebody who, decades in the game, you know, definitely in his middle age years, should be kind of, you know, just nailing it in. And he's still trying to put these good bars out there. You know, there's it was for for many years it was a little scary. You know what I'm saying? Blueprint three, talk looking at you, where Rick Ross is out rapping you. Ugh. But it's kind of <laughs> cool to kind of see somebody like re-energize and, and enjoying hip hop again, it seems to be.
1: No, definitely, definitely. And and I mean, I guess like Jay-Z is is kind of problematic. <laughs> 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 um, you know, just because I mean, you know, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's it, like four, four, four dropped. And I think that was like very much Jay-Z kind of re-embracing like, I guess his, his classic sensibilities, but also too, also embracing the fact that he's an old man. And I think that though, that's kind of a dual thing where you like, it just showed that you can mature as a rapper Cause I think a lot of rappers are really, really, really scared to show that they're getting old because rap, at its core, is a young man's game, right? So, it, you know, Jay Z kind of embracing that, going back to uh, the basics. I think it's, I think it's good, you know, and I think it's, it's one of his, one of my favorite albums from him, and I can't be mad, you know. Um, you know, there's other things on Jay Z. I, 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 you know, I, I. I, I Jay-Z's problematic right now, so I'm not even going to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, you know, like you could tell there are periods where Jay-Z would guess on a verse and people are throwing up the the old man Simpsons meme, right? You know? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Because, I mean, it was mad, obviously, that he was phoning it in. And I feel like now it's like, I again like I I feel like he's aware of that and he's self corrected so yeah can't be mad can't be mad um, I'm trying I was trying to see if there's anybody that I had on my list and it's weird like a lot of people who I feel improved or leveled up happened right before the podcast I was looking at Solange I was looking at SZA you know like like those albums dropped a little bit before. Our podcast launch i think control i think dropped right before i know we we're talking about citizen during the grammys but um but that's probably an artist i i feel like um you know went from i and i love scissors to death i booked her for cmj no flex um like a decent r&b artist to like a powerhouse like i am making my statement r&b artist right um and we you know she was nominated for a bunch of Grammys, and she didn't win any, but the fact that she at least got to that level in a platform that is as racist as the Grammys
0: <laughs> <said> something <laughs> yeah no it's, 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 they, they actually rec- they actually recognize a dark skinned black woman I, exactly
1: exactly so um That's unheard of. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm still going to go I I feel like that was a, a, a great level up. And, you know, we haven't seen the album from her since, actually. So, you know, it's the fact that like she put out an album, and it's basically almost a statement, you know, in a, in a yeah. lot of ways.
0: I have a sinking suspicion it's coming soon, though. If I vaguely remember, in my old man brain, I feel like there were some subliminals from uh, Punch, TD's Punch on Twitter, maybe like six months ago. Some interesting f- f- variants in the forest, remember correctly. So we'll see, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, if we survive till then, because you know, it's it's <laughs> the way it's going, you know, we got we to gotta make sure the SARS, the SARS disappears. Wow, we have to make sure the corona disappears. Because, you know, anything happens out here, life is fragile. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to stay indoors if you want to hear any more sister albums. We can't have <laughs> these artists get, take it away from us too early.
1: Oh, man. I mean, look. I, I'm sure every every recording artist has coronavirus right now because they're getting tested. They get the tests.
0: Oh yeah, true. Every, every every famous one, very true, very true.
1: Yeah. Anyway, enough of
0: that. Yeah. Enough. Of enough that. of that. But, uh, but, guys, girls, boys, they, uh, men, uh, um, they, they, them, them. uh. What else? Uh animals? Animals birds legs. Essences. <laughs> the essences, the souls. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out with us during the corona. Cause it's been uh you know, it's 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 been a little bit awkward for all of us, but we try to kind of do it to kinda bring it back and kinda entertain you guys and give you a little bit. Next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled Reviewing, I guess. Uh, we we a hot couple days. Yeah,
1: we're we're uh, we got the J. Leck. We gotta talk about Uh challenge. J. Leck just got,
0: dropped. Just dropped. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here, <laughs> in in my black girls never like me feels. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, so, yeah, we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming from our bunkers, most likely, yes. uh, next week. But, but uh, again, thanks for rocking with us for, for two years, all the true fans out there. We love y'all.
0: We love y'all. Peace. Peace.